Preston and I really, I mean, we hit a breaking point earlier this year. It was that point where it's like, do we still want to do this together? Like, we don't have to. Like, we can co-parent really well together. We're really good friends. We really found the opportunity in choosing back in out of a choice and not a need. So I'm either going to heal this with this person, and that means looking under the rug and, like, collecting all the stuff out that we've been sweeping under for the last... For a really long time. Like, the end result of that, the end game of that, is I as a human, him as a human. We get to actually know ourselves and allow ourselves to be loved and allow ourselves to love fully. Welcome back to another episode of The Brave Table. How are you all doing this week? How is it going? Have you released those New Year's resolutions yet? I hope you have because you all know, and especially those that have been on the challenge with us this week. And if you have not, you can go ahead and jump in at neethabushin.com forward slash challenge. We are doing a 10 days to suck at something new challenge. And it's basically all about the small steps and doing it in community and actually committing to something different and new for 20 minutes a day. And that's what we've been doing. And I'm so excited, you guys. We have an incredible, incredible guest today. And I cannot praise her enough. I mean, she is the queen of when I talk about the joy in chaos and magic in the mess. I literally asked her for, I said, we have to just do this episode because you out of anybody that I know, even though I know she's so busy, she's had four kids in four years, literally. And she has held a household. She is the creator of multiple businesses. She is also somebody that I think you know and you probably follow. And if you haven't already, she's a phenomenal speaker, a phenomenal coach. She runs an Elementum Coaching Institute, and she is none other than Alexi Panos. She's got a full backstory of just so many twists and turns And you are going to love, just love hearing from her today. I put her entire bio on the show notes as well. And she is a mama of four. She is also married to one of our other dear friends, her husband, Preston Smiles, and they are just soul family. Our kids play together. Actually, their oldest, Kingston and Ari, used to go to school together in LA. And they were one of the reasons why we actually moved out to Austin. They were the pioneers, and they started getting all of the friends with families to come out and create a little bubble in Austin. And we hesitantly, but we did follow suit. And so she's just a magical human. And, you know, when you meet people who has had so much depth and so much life, I mean, she comes from a background of music and transformation, and she's been doing all kinds of transformation work, even in her early twenties. I mean, she grew up with a mother that has also been in the field of transformation. So growing up with all this knowledge and then, you know, going up against the biggest challenge of her life, which was motherhood. And to see her come out on the other side, we talk about her relationship. We talk about her identity and motherhood. We talk about all of the things that do not go our way in motherhood. And she is definitely someone I think you are going to gain tremendous value out of. In fact, you're probably going to fall in love with her and want to know all things of what she is doing next. So I know that you're probably going to share this episode with a friend, with a fellow mama who may be struggling with someone who maybe is currently pregnant or maybe somebody who is an empty nester or doesn't even have kids. And her perspective and story and just the way that she has come on the other side with having four babies, very young as well, it's one of those episodes that you're going to want to come back to. And I'm so, so excited to share this with you. So Let's bring on Alexi Panos to the Brave Table this week. Here we are. We are here. Finally. (laughs) We we have done this. We have done this. Oh my gosh. You are like the hardest person right now in all of the ways 
to bring <laughs> anywhere, <laughs> anywhere, anywhere outside of my little bubble. <laughs> yeah. Like a five minute bubble from your house. Probably. Yeah. 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 I stay in the bubble, but I, I have been breaking the bubble for certain things. Like you're one of them. So I know. Here we are. I know. I'm so excited. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm honored to be here. And also I do just have to bring up, cause I mean, the last few years you've had, you've been busy. <laughs> To say the least. <laughs> yeah, I have four kids under four. My youngest just turned one. We thought we were done after three because our two and three were twins. And we're like, wow, this is a lot. Yeah. And the universe had other plans. So we've got our fourth little, he's such a firecracker. He's amazing. Oh and, you know, not just that, but multiple seven-figure businesses and a real estate investment portfolio and mm. all of the things. All of the things. All of the things. And so I think the question that is like on everyone's mind is, wow, that's, uh, yeah, four kids at four and like, <laughs> what? how is your mindset managed? How was that whole, because it, it sounds like a spiritual practice. It is. It's an initiation for me. It's ceremony. You know, we have a lot of people in our community that do ceremonies all the time and, and yes, and my life is that. So I'm just really aware that I have to practice regulating my nervous system. I have to mm -hmm. practice self-care, which is like a new thing for me because mm -hmm. I'm the type like put your head down, go, 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 go. Yeah. Me last, mm -hmm. right? What so have you noticed though? Because you brought up two really big things in regulating nervous system yeah. and self-care because from a woman who can get shit done and has gotten shit done a lot of times in the past yeah. and holds the house down. Yeah. And is living your life in a spiritual practice. Yeah. So what have those nuggets been actually for you? So regulating my nervous system right now, because it changes, I think, with each chapter of my life, it's simple things like hot and cold therapy, mm. really great. Breathing, mm. really great. Somatic practices, like just getting like back into my body. Movement as a somatic practice has been incredibly healing mm. for me. Like. Mm -hmm dance, central movement, central practice, like yes. all of that has been incredible for self-care, but also activating a part of myself that has kind of become dormant in motherhood or just kind of put to the side because it's like, we're fucking busy. Let's just focus <laughs> on this right now. You've got four people that need to survive. That Who's melting down right now? <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to live and survive? Okay, got it. I'm on it. Um, All four of you. Uh, so that's been a thing that's been really reactivating right now that my youngest is kind of out of the newborn infant phase. Uh, congratulations. It's, it's a win. <laughs> I mean, when, when you sent me that first birthday invite, I'm like, she did, she did it. <laughs> she did it. She did it. Yes. <laughs> so did Cash, but you, yes. you did it. Cash doesn't care. He's just like, whatever. <laughs> He's like, but I cared. Like, I made it. This is like, hands down, the hardest year of my life, just navigating a lot of personal stuff. Mm -hmm. Moved to a brand new city, built a brand new home, bought three other homes in the process. It's just been a lot. While and, having three other kids at home. Right, that are young. Yeah. And so it was just, you know, I think my body's been built to hold a lot because I've been doing somatic work for decades at this point. Mm -hmm. And so my whole practice as a practitioner has been building a body that can hold, mm -hmm. right? So I get it. I get why God was like, give this girl twins, give this girl <laughs> another one, like put this business on her plate because I, I like it. I can mm -hmm. hold it. It feels good. And there was a lot that got missed in the hecticness mm. that was the last year. And a big portion of that was my relationship, which last time we chatted, I, oh I shared gosh. that with you. Yes, And it's been a thing that has left me speechless, mm -hmm. like navigating one of the hardest chapters of our marriage. Absolutely. But also like really digging into the grief of that. Mm. And then really digging into the hope that's on the other side. Well, I mean, this is a brave table, you know, so... <laughs> we're going there. We're going there. <laughs> but I think it's so refreshing because I think so many people look at you and they've seen how much you've accomplished, how much you can hold, how much you've done to actually say, oh, okay, she's just like me. Like, yeah. there's shit. Like, oh, yeah. She's in it. She's saying it. Yeah. And like now she's kind of making her way through the other side. And how was that for you guys? Like going through all of it? Because I mean, we have two. Yeah. You've got double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, can we talk about how relationships are like not really discussed in the whole Girl. baby making? <laughs> I literally, I joke with all my friends that have not had their baby yet and they're pregnant. I'm like, listen, God is awesome. But one thing God 
in my opinion, did not get right was what happens between man and woman the first year after a baby. Fuck. I'm like, could we work on that design a little bit better? Because like, shit just gets... <laughs> Not just the first. The first, like, three years. Right. Because... crazy. Because the baby stage is cute. It, yeah. And it's, it's all lovey-dovey. And you're kind of in that chemical cocktail of, like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing thing ever. It's and so then great. sleep deprivation <laughs> kicks in, and you're like, oh, I haven't slept in four months. <laughs> and then it's... And then they turn two. Right. And you're like... Wait, what's happening? I have a terrorist living in my house. <laughs> and then they turn three. And then you have a three-nager, and you're like, what's my life? What is my life? But it's so true. But like, nobody talks about it, because I think either a lot of people are either in that baby soup stage, or they want to make it so that, you know, everything looks really fairy tale. And, and yes. guys, ladies, gents, uh, it, it ain't the truth. No. And yeah. I think there's so much shame around it, because it's like, you're supposed to be so grateful and I mean, my God, I am. I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful. And it doesn't take away that I'm human and my partner's human. And whoever you're in partnership with, you're going to trigger each other. Then add sleep deprivation. Then add identity crisis. Then add screaming babies <laughs> and all the things. And it is wild. Nannies don't, that don't show up. <laughs> it's like, it's a wild, it's a wild ride. Babysitters and, that ghost you. <laughs> yes. And Preston and I, like for the longest time, we were kind of first, like alongside you guys, but we were like first in our community yeah, to have kids. Of course. Right? Yeah. yeah. And our oldest are around the same age. And so a lot of people were looking to us, but we're like, well, who do we look to? Like, is this normal? Is this like, is this normal? Like, should we be feeling this right now? And so we navigated a lot of it by ourselves mm-hmm. with the shame of like, <clears throat> we should know better. Mm-hmm. Like we're in this industry. Like we're in this industry. Yeah. Yeah. We should know better. Like we know better. Like we can do better, but... Mm-hmm. Your nervous system is still your nervous system. And that's the thing is, is when you really get down to the biology of the body, mm. when you are in survival mode, you are in fight, flight, mm-hmm. or freeze. Yep. And your nervous system doesn't care about all the work you've done in personal development for the last 20 years. Nope. Doesn't give a shit. <laughs> your nervous system is like, okay. Protect, safety. You're going to die. <laughs> So we're going to do this instead. And so Preston and I really, I mean, we hit a breaking point Mm. earlier this year, funny enough, around Mother's Day. Wow. And it was that point where it's like, do we still want to do this together? Like, we don't Mm -hmm. have to. Like, Mm -hmm. we can co-parent really well together. We're really good friends. Our kids love us. Like, we get houses right next to each other. Like, we could do this differently. But we really found the opportunity in choosing back in out of a choice and not a need. And also... Like, oh, wherever we go, there we are, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm either going to heal this with this person, and that means looking under the rug and, like, collecting all the stuff out that we've been sweeping under for the last for a really long time. four or five years <clears throat> during parenthood because yeah. we've been so busy and mm-hmm. so momentous in our growth and work. We can do that. It's going to be real hard. Mm-hmm. But, like, the end result of that, the end game of that is I as a human, him as a human. We get to actually know ourselves, mm. truly know ourselves, and allow ourselves to be loved and allow ourselves to love fully. Right. Because up to this point, it's been, like, our patternings. Oh, totally. Right? From when we were younger. Yeah. What we needed to hold on to or react to and, yes. and or try and, and fix in our parents. Try to fix. Yeah. And so again, no matter how much work you've done, I think it is it is not until you get to a breaking point where the ego can crack open a little bit mm-hmm. and you can go, okay, what's actually here now? Mm-hmm. And so the hardest chapter was looking at all those things in our relationship that weren't working, all the things we weren't talking about, all the things that happened that we didn't know about. You know, with each other. Probably. And we had to heal it. And it's it's Mm. hard. It's hard. It's hard. Mm. And, you know, I was sharing with a friend because it's way easier for me to leave. Like I'm that person where I'm like, deuces. (laughs) Let me find somebody else. (laughs) Well, well, can we just and I want to pause you there for a second, because let's talk about that. Like, do you think for you and Preston, now that you've kind of put it out, out in the open? Yeah. You know. Would it have been okay to just be like, all right, bye. Bye, Felicia. I think it would have been easy, right? Like not okay, no, but easy, yes. Like yeah. for, for me, I know I'm really good by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a loner. That's why like I stay in my bubble. I'm so like reeling you in. Are you going to come to this? I'm no. like, are you going to come oh, to this? I'm good. I like my alone time. 
time. I like to journal, stay with, you know, I'm like a nerd. I like to stay inside and read. Like, you leave me alone, I'm happy, right? But I know that the opportunity is, can I love this person? Mm -hmm. And can I allow him to love me when we have gone so far into intimacy and so far into defense? Yeah. And so far into Your guards are up. Exactly. And so he's the ultimate test for me really being willing to do the work and I'm that for him. And so that's what we talked about is like, you know what? The healing that's here for us and available for us is huge. Mm. And because we have kids and businesses and we do all that, so we co-parent so well together, we business so well together, like Mm -hmm. nailing it. But in the intimacy department, in terms of like really feeling held by each other, that's where we were lacking. Mm -hmm. And it's like to be able to do that with somebody I can do so many other things with, that to me feels like my life's work. I'm like, oh, I'm here for that. That's exciting for me. Mm-hmm. And that's gotten me through the harder times of having to like be with the pain and the grief of really having to like look at my past version of my marriage and say, okay, that needs to die mm-hmm. for something else to be born. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and that's so big. And it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of bravery. And I feel like, well, because I was thinking about this when I was thinking about you guys. And I mean, we're in that similar, we've been in that similar phase this past year as well. And I think that, you know, for us being in the personal growth space industry of people thinking, well, if it's not in ease and flow, right. let it go. <laughs> if we cannot manifest the right partner, the right relationship, that maybe we just aren't in alignment anymore. Ooh, ooh that's a tricky, that is a tricky thing right there. So what do you say to that? Yeah. Because I mean, I have my own thoughts on it, but I want to hear your perspective because this is that life's work. You've just shared it. Yeah. But then what about all the folks who are saying all of, all of that? Yeah, I mean, to each their own, say what you want, but how's that working out for you, right? <laughs> like, like, let's keep it real. Because even when you manifest your dream partner, you're both human. And very sad wake-up call. If this is the first time you're hearing it, I'm so sorry. But you're human, and human beings do human things, and messiness happens, life happens, mm-hmm. babies happen growth happens, identity crisis happens, all of that happens. If you are doing life long-term with anybody, whether it's your best friend, your children, your parents, or your partner. And so we have to come to terms with as a society that we are so addicted to chasing good and perfect and flow and ease and grace that we have lost our edge to be able to actually weather a storm Mm -hmm. and become battle-tested. Like, that's what P and I talk about. We're like, we're fucking battle-tested right now. We know that we can be put up against anything right now and weather it mm-hmm. because we're in it. We're still in it, mm-hmm. you know? And for mm-hmm. us, for me, that feels so good to know that I can navigate hard things and do it with an open heart and love and compassion and still honor the pain that I'm in. Like, that's what being human's about. Yeah. You know? And I think to, you know, deny that part of ourselves, whether because we're ashamed at it, we've just not been given the tools, or we think that, well, well, but all of the books say it has to be in flow and in ease. Right, right. And you're like, well, yes, but when you get into relationship with other people long enough... That's right. And I think most people, you know, haven't really been in it long enough to experience the full spectrum and the fullness of life that we just quit on it so easily. I'm going to sound like my my elders here. (laughs) But real talk, right? And I think it's like, there's that whole trend right now called quiet quitting. Yes. Right? Where it's, I'm like, of course, of course it's happening right now because (laughs) nobody has like grit, right? Which you teach so much on grit. It's like the wherewithal to know that you can dig your heels in for something you care about and something that matters to you. And you're like, I'm going to fight for this. I'm going to work for this. I'm going to dig into all the parts of myself that are resisting this, that are resisting truth and Mm -hmm. love and openness. And I'm going to go to work. People are like, I don't want that. Can I just do a ceremony and like Can I just do like one? Can I can I just do like one thing and that's not right. not all of the things? I don't it's not in alignment for that's me right. to do that's all right. of it. And it's fine. It's it, again to each their own, but what I I speaking from experience, I chased that for a long time. I chased mm-hmm. like, oh, it's got to be in flow, it's got to feel good, it's got to whatever. 
And then I got real and I recognized that I was trying to keep things in flow and feeling good and Mm -hmm. homeostasis. And that's what led to part of our breakdown. The breakdown. Is because there was this level of like, well, things have to be good. Things have to be steady. Things... Or even an expectation of like, all right, it's got to be up here because we're up here. Right. And then there's like this lie that we buy into for ourselves Mm -hmm. of everything's good. Everything's great. Yep. We're we're working on it. But it's not until we have that big, massive blow up or breakdown when your real marriage can begin. And it's so true. Mm. It's like, okay, now I'm meeting the actual messy human being. You're meeting me. And do we choose each other? Oh. That's like, beautiful. Big choice because in the honeymoon phase, it's easy to choose somebody. And some people are going to be in the honeymoon phase for a really long time until they have kids or, you know, until that kid turns one <laughs> or two or three. Right. <laughs> and we laugh because we, you know, multiples. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I love that like some people get into their uh, season of life where they're like, okay, this is the mom phase and I'm yeah. going to just focus everything on the moms and the babies yeah. and all. And, and, but it's like, it's all of the feels. It's all of it. It's, and it creates a whole thing with your partner then, because now you're needed in such a new way that creates a big chasm between you and your partner if you're not hyper-intentional, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And this whole idea of the whole quiet quitting, you know, yes, I feel like there needs to be, you've got to state your boundaries, For right? Sure. Don't want people to, you know, walk all over you, but at the same time, yeah, are we in that place where we can actually stick with one thing or one partner? Or is this constantly going to be, if it's not 100%, then I'm going to like leave. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and what a big question in a world of endless possibilities of people, you know, like (laughs) we're so connected to 8 billion people on the planet that it's like, you're probably going to easily find at least 10 people you could call a soulmate, in my opinion. True. I think so. I have soulmate friends that are Mm -hmm. females and I'm like, you're a soulmate for me, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I don't doubt that there's other people that are awesome that I would have a really great life with, but I'm choosing this person. And again, it's that word. It's like choice. Choice. I'm consciously saying you, let's do this thing together. It's not going to be perfect. It is going to be messy. My shit's going to come up. Your shit's going to come up. Are we here for this? And if you can say yes to that with a bit of excitement in your body, like that to me is real commitment and that's marriage 2.0, you know, and that's what Preston and I are playing in right now. And it's new waters for Mm -hmm. us, but it feels really good. Okay. And I love, I think so many people are just going to resonate with this so much because A, it's real. I think it's the conversation that so many people want to have or they're looking for that and it's not anywhere, which is why I was so excited. I'm like, she's out of the baby bubble. Come on, Let's girl. go. Come on, <laughs> so as we were floating in the river. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, we should talk about this on the show. <laughs> so, okay. What does burying that old, you know, the death of that marriage look like? And I know you guys went to your annual. Yes. Burning so, Man. So share, share a little bit, <laughs> share a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. So we went to Burning Man, which is our annual celebration we do together as a couple. And it's been a few years for me because the last one was 2019 and I was pregnant with the twins. And so I opted out of that one. But we decided at Temple, which is a very sacred place at Burning Man, it it essentially acts as a place where people go to let go of or release something. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of pictures of loved ones that have passed Mm -hmm. away, tons of stuff. It's really like every time I step into Temple, I get full body chills and tears. I mean, just full body crying. I mean, the amount of energy there Mm -hmm. of what people have been holding in their life and what they're letting go of is Mm -hmm. powerful. So they burn Temple Sunday night, as you know. And Preston and I decided that we were going to burn our marriage, Mm. the temple. Wow. So we did a whole ceremony there. We brought our old rings there and we talked about all of our patterns and our wounding and our defense mechanisms and the aspects of our ego and personality that have really caused a lot of harm and damage in our partnership that we're ready to let die a very slow death. Um, and it was beautiful. You know, we did it with so much love and reverence and uh, humility because that's what it takes, right? It takes getting really honest and looking really hard in the mirror at yourself and saying, yeah. hey, this is how I've been contributing and it hasn't been working mm-hmm. and I'm ready to let it go. doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight, yeah. but to actually have that physical example of like, we're leaving this here. Mm. And so we did that. We put a new temporary ring 
on and we oh. talked about like new vows just in that moment. It's just us two. Okay. So nobody else. Just okay. us. And we have actually had a previous marriage. We had a real, real life ceremony. Mm-hmm. And then the following year we did a Burning Man ceremony with mm-hmm. all of our friends yeah. in 2017. So it was really apropos that we're here at Temple again, where we got married at Burning Man and mm-hmm. we're closing that chapter. Wow. And it was beautiful. We talked about what it's going to take from us, you know, mm-hmm. to really step in and be brave in this next chapter because it is literally like our highest self, our wise self knows what we're here to do mm-hmm. and is like, yes, this, mm-hmm. we orchestrated this. Like, <laughs> this is what had to happen, right? Yeah. But our wounded self, our egos are like, fuck, this is really scary. I feel unhinged. I feel like I can't control this. I feel like I can't control you. Like, what does this look like? What does this mean? And so we're battling with those parts of ourselves, but doing it in an open dialogue mm-hmm. with each other. Oh, real time. Real time so that we can be on the same page and have each other's backs through the process. <sighs> so it was awesome. It was really beautiful. Burning Man in general was just a huge release and also level up for me this year. I mean, because you didn't have four of your kids A girl, my first time away from the kids. Oh my God, it was so needed. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Preston and I have date nights, but that's like two hours and we're exhausted. (laughs) We're like an hour in, we're sitting at the table. (laughs) Same, it's like... We're supposed to be intimate, but, but uh, you know, it's <laughs> tomorrow. I love, I know. Tomorrow. I'm tired. It's fine. It's fine. And that's the thing. It's like to have five days, it's like day one, you're just decompressing from the craziness of life, mm-hmm. right? Whether you're a, a parent or whether you own a business or, I mean, whether you're just a human. In today's world, it's crazy. It's too busy. It's yeah. crazy. So to have a day where your phone doesn't work, where you're like in just like this... Mm openness of possibility, you can kind of sink back into yourself that first day. Mm. Then day two, we got to be playful because there was so much space. It's like, okay, great. Now we can be playful. And by the way, day one, we slept like 14 hours our first night there. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You got your sleep back. Slept. And so day two, I'm like, I have energy. Let's go do something fun. Let's be, and we had the best day too because mm. we could. We had the spaciousness energetically and somatically for it. Mm-hmm. And then we had day three and day four. So there's so much room to reconnect as humans yeah. and not parents or business partners. Right. Having to run around, do all the things. It's just life, you know? It's Life happens. And we need to intentionally create that space for us mm-hmm. to just be two people that love each other and want to co-create and have fun together, mm. you know? So freaking amazing. And I mean, how has, were there other practices that came about that like during this whole process from like Mother's Day mm-hmm. into really understanding, you know, okay, holy shit, this is where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Into then Burning Man where you guys were, you know, like ready to kind of turn a new leaf yeah. and choosing you. Yeah. And were there other things that I feel like for people listening, what else can they actually tap into? Mm, I think the biggest thing for me, because I went through a lot of grieving. There were just a lot of things withheld in our partnership on his end to me that I had to reckon with that, you know, Mm. all at once. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, great, (laughs) this is going to be fun. You know, it's like, (laughs) here you go. Yeah. I'm like, let me just sift through all this garbage and figure out how to be with it. Mm. So I was grieving just everything, like who I was in the relationship, who we were, the expectations of our future, of our past, all the things. And while you're grieving anything, it's so important to have something that you're looking forward to and like something that is like holding you out here where you're like, that's where I'm headed. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing this for that. Mm -hmm. And so I had a very clear and have a very clear vision of who I'm emerging into. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's, it's a more mature wise, grounded version of me. It's a more loving, open-hearted ability to receive a version of me. It's a more pleasurable, fun, and joyous version of me. And like, fuck yeah to that. Like that inspires Mm -hmm. me. So that's my North Star. Mm -hmm. And then I asked myself, well, what's going to help me get there? Mm -hmm. Right? So I've been doing a ton of like sensual dance practices. Oh, yes. (gasps) Girl. (laughs) So good. Coming. I'm coming. Like, like so good. It has, and I've always loved to dance. I grew mm-hmm. up being a dancer and I just, I don't go to clubs. Like, so <laughs> when do I get the chance to dance other than Burning Man, which is why I love Burning Man so much. Yes, of course. Right? So I have intentionally been putting myself in rooms mm-hmm. twice a week, minimum, now if you're not doing more. Twice? Yeah. Good for you. 
and putting organizing small privates that my girlfriends and I were going to do a music video. And we're just having so oh much God, fun so with it. Fun. Um, and it's all around this idea of playing with my muse. Mm-hmm. And my muse is that part of myself that's creative, fun, playful. It's that sexual energy that doesn't have to be used sexually. Mm-hmm. That is your aliveness. It's what taps you into life being fucking magic, Mm. right? So I've been sitting with my muse every day. I've been working with her. I've been Mm. inviting her in. We've been doing creative projects together that have nothing to do with work or making money. It's it's been liberating. Mm. And so that practice of having- It's huge. So having that North Star and basically creating all of these opportunities, because I, I feel like, yeah, we were kind of going through a similar thing in terms of, I'm like, yeah, I did an S factor. Yeah, so fun. And so fun. And then I'm like, all right, here we go. We're going to put a poll in. Poll. Girl, (laughs) I'm all about it. This is like, and that's the thing, right? And it's for me, you know? I mean, of course, Ajit can benefit, but honestly, this is totally my thing, getting back into myself. And I loved how you use the word muse. And I think I, as we, and we'll get into like navigating identities and identity yeah. shifts in just a second, but I think that really understanding and knowing and spending time with that version of yourself that may have been neglected, you yes. know, and as a mama, 100%. sometimes we run ragged. <laughs> My muse was like, girl, you remember me? I'm over here. And I'm like, wait, what? Oh yeah. I forgot about you. Uh, b- beneath all the blankets and the pillows. <laughs> She's there. She's there. And it, you know, what's interesting is like, it, it has nothing to do with your sex life, right? Like I feel like I've always had a fairly good sex life, mm-hmm. but it's something different, right? And that's the thing is people hear muse and sensual dance. They're like, oh, okay. Sex life. No, wow, this it is, is different. Yeah, it is an aspect of being and feeling fully liberated in your body and your expression. Mm-hmm. that is the thing for me mm-hmm. because like sex is sex and sex is amazing but have you had sex that's fully liberated and present have you entered the world with your girlfriends at breakfast fully liberated and fully present and alive like that to me is what it's about mm-hmm. right it's that energy it's that potency and yeah. so that's super important and then along with that and alongside that truthfully is allowing myself to feel it all mm-hmm. and not get stuck in the spiral but like feel it all without naming it. Right. Which is hard. It, it, that is hard. It's hard. To just, and not be in our heads about it, which is right. why, I don't know about you, a lot of times I'll like dance around the pole with my eyes closed yeah. to just really tune in yeah. to what that feeling is for myself. Yes. That I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, I really haven't connected, like embodied fully yes. in this way. Yeah. And that's why slow movement, sensual movement is so important because in life, we're just very much in a rush to get to the next thing. And mm-hmm. especially in dance or things of that nature, there's a performative element to it. So when you're not performing, when you're not in a rush, you're forced to be and feel and mm-hmm. sit right. and really stretch into what's happening in that present moment. Mm. So I bring that same practice into my room when the mm. feelings arise and I'm feeling incredibly sad. Do I let myself feel that and just fucking sob? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. I do without naming it, without putting a story to it, without making it something Preston did or something I'm lacking or it's just this is here and present for me right now. Can I allow this and honor it so that it can move through in their space? Mm. You know, so it's been this like beautiful cathartic thing that's been really hard, but also really fucking incredible. Like I wrote this poem the other day, not doesn't rhyme, but a piece of writing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Poem. Yeah, poem. <laughs> Whatever. It's a piece of writing that's creative. And it's talking about facing the fire. And I feel like I've really been like in the fire And the last line really hit me. And I feel like it was my muse writing it. And Mm -hmm. she said, the fire that was meant to destroy you set you free. Mm. And I I feel that. I feel more free. I feel more myself. I feel more alive and sparked and creative. I feel more connected. I feel more in touch with the people around me. I feel like I feel life more and like the amazingness that life has to offer. It's just all come online in a different way. Mm that the complacency of where I was at, even though it was great. And that's what I want people to hear. Mm -hmm. And I know you know this, right? Mm -hmm. Like life is fucking great. Great. And it was still my version of complacent, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the thing. A lot of us who are high achievers and we do things well in our lives and we have a high standard of excellence and all the things, our life can be really fucking great, 
But if you don't feel alive in that greatness, there's a level of complacency there. And that's where I was. Yeah. Oh, that's, I love that. I mean, I think that absolutely, I think that for everybody listening, you know, there will be those ups and those downs. And I think it's our perspective of things, but we have to honor that perspective as well. If it's not feeling, that's the feeling, you know, if it's not in alignment, then okay, this is the choice. The choice is, do we want to do something about it? And how do we want to approach it? Hello there, loves. I just wanted to pop in and ask you, you know, 64% of people ditch their New Year's resolutions by the end of this month because they usually have this undertone evoking a sense of fear of failure, which is why so many desires get left unfulfilled by the end of January. And it's why I came up with another method, allowing yourself to suck at something new and actually try something different or maybe ignite that spark again in a hobby, in something that you want to call in or maybe your essence of being, your word, your emotion. How do you want to feel in 2023? It will not only ignite and spark not just courageous action and flow and momentum that actually keeps you going by the end of the month because we're taking small steps. We're actually breaking it down. And to help you stay on track, I would love for you to join my free 10 days to suck at something new growth challenge, which starts on January 9th. So go ahead and visit Neetha Bushin Challenge. So that is Neetha, N-E-E-T-A-B-H-U-S-H-A-N.com forward slash challenge to save your free spot. So in 20 minutes a day, we go in and we do something and we declare what we are sucking at. And you get the accountability of me along with hundreds of people in your support squad. So why not start something new with a new set of people, perspective, and play? And at the end of it, maybe you'll realize that there's a lot less pressure in the process. I will see you there. So now in this new chapter mm-hmm. of Alexi, like how has it been navigating the identities or kind of, because I imagine it from my own experience as, all right, zero to one, this was the identity shift <laughs> I was working with, yeah. one to two, whoa, yeah. you know, crazy <laughs> identity shift, yeah. you know, in, in many ways of just accepting the daily chaos and yeah. finding the magic in the mess. I think that's, you know, somewhat of my subtitle for my next yeah. book. <laughs> yeah. And, yep. but because that was a daily mantra. It's like, okay, let's find the, the magic in the mess today. And that's sometimes so it's literally and figuratively. Yes. So now for yourself, after, you know, this incredible, really fast paced, I want to call a medicine journey for yeah. you. Yeah what's really exciting in your now new identity as Mm -hmm. mama, as muse, as all of the parts that you play? Yeah. I think what's most exciting is I'm not holding on to anything too tightly, which for me, Virgo, I I love my control (laughs) and I love things structured and I like knowing what to expect. And I'm just in this phase of like, yes, let's see, Mm. let's find out. And that feels really good. I think in the past, that level of uncertainty would feel a little sticky in my system. Mm -hmm. And I'm really learning how to enjoy that level of possibility and playfulness of the day and the moment. And um, just not holding on to things too tightly and just really being in the curiosity of what life has to offer. And so that's manifesting in like next chapter of work for 2023. I'm like excited to come back in and serve and just share a lot of my medicine. Like I've, I've been behind the scenes for the past couple of years working in Elementum as, Mm -hmm. you know, head facilitator, Mm co-founder, teaching every week and teaching really deep work, like really deep work, but I haven't been front facing in a while. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of stopped my podcast. I stopped doing my videos and content. I got off social media for a while and that felt really good and I was going to say, I'm like, sometimes we need that. Girl, (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) that was like, still, I'm still not a phone person very much. Like I just am not, I love you phone, but not really. I'm excited to be more front-facing and serve in that way again, Mm -hmm. but on my terms, 
You know, I think in the past it was very much a like, got to keep up, don't want to fall behind, don't want to lose momentum. And it's like, I'm not losing any momentum. I'm getting doper and smarter and more embodied in my work and more humble and more, uh, just a deeper level of my own humanness has come online. And so I'm excited to share that with people. Oof. Yes. And we're all, we're all ready for it. (laughs) We're all, I mean, you're just coming into the fold. And I think there's just, I mean, you bring so much wisdom, you know, to, to the table as you have today. And I think it's just so, you know, I'm going to say that again, like refreshing and healing. And I think, well, I guess, you know, we can get into it now, but what advice would you have for folks who are like navigating tough relationships right now? um, First thing, it's normal. Like, God, that's the hardest thing. Like for me, I just had this idea of if you know you better- it's to okay people. to fight? Right. Like, okay to fight. Okay to have massive breakdowns. Okay to be disillusioned. Okay to let loose your crazy? I'm like, okay, it's okay. You're human. And that is like, for me, and I say that like so easily right now, but two years ago- No, fucking hard. Right? Fucking hard. Like yeah. you could tell me that be like, yeah, okay. But truthfully, like it- we're human. This is this is a part of relationship. So humanizing it and not feeling so like, oh my God, we're bad. Mm. We're wrong. Mm-hmm. So that. Mm-hmm. Second thing I heard this somewhere, I forget where I heard it, but never make a choice when you're in your worst. Oh yeah. So like never choose out of a relationship when you're in a bad time. Like get to the good time first. Like get to a time when you feel like you're on the same team again, where things are working really well. Make a choice from there and not a choice from panic or scarcity or fear because that's a different type of choice, right? Right. So that's part two. Part three is get support. Like get support. (laughs) The biggest gift for me has been hearing from other people, therapists, coaches, like, this is normal. Like, you guys are navigating something that's very common. You you know, right. it just leveled the playing field, had our nervous systems relaxed because we felt held by somebody, which mm-hmm. is really big. So professional support, but then also communal support. Like, having a village. The village is missing from modern society, and it's killing parenthood. It's killing oh relationships. It's killing everything. Because people think they have to keep like, you know, this facade up, that it's they crazy. can't be real. Right. That when you ask them, hey, how's it going? They're like, oh yeah, everything's fine. fine. Everything's, everything's fine. Yeah. Could it be better? Right. And in the past, and it still happens in some, certain places in the world, but sure. in village communities, they bring issues to a communal fire. Mm-hmm. They talk about it with the elders who have had, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of marriage and partnership mm-hmm. to go, okay, let's talk about this together and work on this together. And so something that I'm realizing has been an incredible, I don't even know the word, it's like a momentous push for us and our healing mm-hmm. is sharing with our community and being held by our community and allowing our community to feed us during this time and hold us during this time and vice versa, right? Like we do that for a lot of our friends, Mm -hmm. but just opening up the circle and saying, hey, like we need support. And we want to like we want you to know what's going on, so that we can all be in this like really in this together, and not have false, superficial bullshit yeah. relationships. Well, and I think also it just gives everybody else permission to say, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I'm there too," and yes. and it like tightens up the bond yes. and the depth of the relationship that you can go just because you've like release the layer you've unveiled you you've ripped off the band-aid and yeah. you're like here I am here's the wound yeah and let's 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 all let's heal go to work yeah that's right but we can't work on it if we're covering it up and trying to hide it <laughs> and that's most of us right again I laugh but that was me that was mm. me for so long where it's like well, it's good it's good it's good it's fine it's fine I'm just I'm busy I'm surviving motherhood like we'll get to it we'll get to it and then it's like oh we should probably deal with this right now, <laughs> you know? And unfortunately, a lot of us get to that point where we've let it go for so long mm-hmm. that it hits a breaking point. And there's like no coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what we needed. We needed it to be like hard and heavy because we were so busy and so needed all in our lives because we hold space for so many people mm-hmm. that we weren't giving space to hold each other for each other. Yeah. And that's a big deal. And that's a big thing to also recognize because it's also easy as givers to yeah. just say, okay, you know, in giving I receive. Right. And 
in the giving, you can actually quite lose yourself in your relationship if we're not really like turning, you know, taking the mirror and putting it on ourselves. That's right. And giving can be a form of hiding. Mm. Like for me, it was for years. It's like, I'll give, I'll give, I'll support, I'll do this, Mm -hmm. I'll do it. And it it allowed me to one, do amazing things that felt great. Mm -hmm. I love giving. I love supporting people. But two, society celebrated me for it. Mm, you got the validation. <laughs> I got the validation. and That allowed, tastes good. Right. Like, and then it allowed me to stay kind of guarded mm. because I was so, my energy was so focused here. So I'm not dealing with what's here because I'm so focused here. And society's going, yes, you're so focused there. You're so amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, great. So I don't have to focus here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right, right. Until my soul's like, no, you need to, you need to look. You, you need to get busy. Just, just take, take the blanket off. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's all of the feels. All and, the feels. And I'm so glad that we get to bring it here for so many people to say, you know what? All right, I got this. Yeah. And yeah, what a beautiful conversation. And, and let's get into the igniting rounds for everyone. Yes. What does it mean to be brave at this stage of life? <sighs> yeah, facing the fire with an open open, curious heart. Mm. Mm. That should be a billboard somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just plaster it in my room so I can see it every morning. (laughs) Face the fire with an open heart. You got this. You got this. I mean, I feel like, yeah, that's a mantra we all need. Yeah. What's a practice or book or anything that's elevating you right now? Oh my God. The book I'm loving. I'm literally listening to it on my way here. Loving it for the second time. Oh my gosh. And I just started it last week. Okay. It's called Us by Terrence Real. Stop. So are you reading it? Yeah. It's so- Fierce intimacy. Oh, so good. I mean, we're, it's, yeah. yeah, We're- So our therapist is practiced under Terry Real's methods. So I'm like diving deep into all of his stuff, but that book- there's just so many real life examples where I think you and your partner could listen together and you can find yourself in the examples. And so it's not as like shame inducing when you kind of hear it from another person's perspective, but you can kind of self-identify and go, ah, oh, I do a little of that. And it makes it easier to do the work, especially if you're new. But for, you know, P and I are very seasoned in the work, so we're taking it on and it's it's just so good. Yeah. And then his next book, or I don't know if his book before or after, but like The Fierce Intimacy, that's like- So good. The yeah, it's like the workbook, but yeah. I feel like you have to like get the physical copy because yes. I'm like hearing it and I'm like, no, oh, I, I wanna, I'm like... old school, physical copy for sure, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But you should find like, if you really like his stuff, find one of his therapists, oh. Relational Life Therapy, RLT. Okay. And okay. I think on his website, he's got a whole directory, but they approach therapy very different when it comes to couples. Oh my and gosh. I, I resonate. This will be a part two or offline conversation. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but okay, yeah, get the book us because yes. that that really has changed our relationship trajectory as well. I, I mean, love it's that. it's so powerful. And I feel like a lot of people have been into his work recently. Yeah. Well, because a lot of people are navigating a lot of similar things. I, it's it, this is real talk. Real life. Real real life real is life, life is coming hard after this pandemic. I that's the I think that's yeah. really what's been the underlying theme. It's yeah. like for so many people, we had you know, pre-pandemic, it was easy sure. to just coast and, you yeah. know, all of the things, travel the world. <laughs> do all the things. So do do everything. Yeah. But then, yeah, COVID hit and we're like, all right, we've, we're gonna be in relation with one another. Stuck. <laughs> Can't go anywhere all the time. <laughs> and we're not going to get to do all the exciting things that bonded us initially. Because I know much like you and I did, like I mean, you guys traveled. We did too. Our whole first five every, years. Yeah. Everything. We filled two passports. Yep. <laughs> you know? And then <laughs> breaks. Okay, right. now. Now it's here. Now, now let's have more brave conversations. <laughs> yes. What else isn't working? Yes. <laughs> what, else, what else am I not doing right? Yes. But, and that's, that's the beauty. And I think, yeah, the beauty and the unraveling and the unveiling and also, I mean, and that's where the choice comes in. That's right. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. Last question. One word that describes the season. <sighs> Liberation. Mm. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> 
Yeah. So good. It is so good. Where can we, <laughs> where can we reconnect, connect, dive into all the things with you? Yeah. So at Alexi Panos on Instagram, I haven't logged into Facebook in years. <laughs> I have YouTube videos from years ago, my podcast Unleashed with Alexi Panos. It's coming back in January. Elemental Coaching Institute for anyone that like yes. wants to learn how to deep dive into trauma, somatics, and Ooh. energy, and all the other mindset tools and psychology tools for coaching. It's a rigorous university level program, but it's awesome. Amazing. And then the bridge, bridgeexperience.com. If you want to work in person with Preston and I, we do a lot of somatic nervous system retraining. Mm-hmm. And that's a weekend of liberation for sure. So Ooh. Yeah. okay, we'll put all of the links <laughs> in the show notes. Uh, what a pleasure. Yeah, so good. I'm glad I came out of my bubble for this. I mean, I'm so <laughs> glad you did. Until next time on The Brave Table. All right, all right. Oh, wow. Powerful one, right? I know. You're going to want to send it to so many people in your orbit. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm still blown away from the episode and our conversation. And she's just one of those. She's she's a prowess. And if you want to learn more about Alexi, you can definitely check out her podcast, Unleashed. And it is anywhere you get your podcasts on iTunes and or Spotify. Follow her on Instagram and all of her offerings there, Alexi Panos and her Elementum Coaching Institute that is going to be spelled out in the show notes as well. So if you loved this episode and you were like, wow, this was really mind-blowing, I would love, love a five-star review. These reviews help us get into the hands of more people and it just shows us that you love the show. And if you have not already submitted your review, what are you waiting for? This is the start of the new year and why not let us be that first show to share your thoughts, the way this has moved you. And even if you're new and this is the first episode that you're tuning into, well, I would love, love, love for you to spend two minutes to write us a review and how this has inspired you in any way or had you taken brave action in your life. So you can go ahead and do so on Spotify and iTunes. We would love your five-star iTunes reviews. And when you do, go ahead and screenshot it and send it to us at support at globalgrit.co. And if you can do me a favor and put in the subject line calendar, we'll go ahead and give you the self-care calendar for free as we're giving away for all of our reviews for this month. And if you haven't already, go ahead and pre-order your copy of That Sucked. Now what? It is coming so close. We're almost there. Oh my goodness. It is going to be launching in three weeks. January 31st is when it drops. And I want to invite you to our very secret event that's happening. And it's going to be virtual. It's my little book launch virtual party with quite a few of my friends that are going to be there and I want you there. So when you pre-order a copy, you'll get details in your inbox. So go ahead, thatsuckednowwhat.com. And I will see you next time, loves. Have an amazing day, evening, and don't forget to be a little bit more brave.